You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 302. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa here back with you for another podcast. And I just want to say to kick off this episode, we're going to be talking about my word for the year, how it relates to you. And the reason that I've chosen what I don't think is a very common uh, quote unquote word for the year, but I wanted to open this episode with Uh, heartfelt thanks to you for writing back to me, for responding to my last episode, 301, that went live just a couple of weeks ago. And turns out a lot of you listened. We had one of our biggest download weeks of the year so far, almost one of our biggest download weeks of the last six months. And I Truly appreciate you who took the time to send me a note over on Instagram or drop me an email and also to leave me a review. I just wanted to give a shout out to Rue who left this review and she said, Marisa's heartfelt podcast has been my favorite so far and a highlight of my Thursdays. She offers a warm, encouraging voice from out in front, helping artists to hold on to their creative vision when life sometimes makes it challenging. Make plans and put them into action. I'm grateful for her shared insights and experiences, which have truly helped me on my creative journey. Rue, I really appreciate it. And I thank all of you who took the time to leave a review. And if you are leaving a review, like Rue is based in the UK internationally, I don't always get to see those on the US iTunes site. So I appreciate you letting me know. Otherwise, I might have missed um, such a lovely encouragement to keep the podcast going. I'm still thinking about the best path forward with Creative Thursday with Marisa. I'm allowing myself a moment to take in some of the thoughts that you shared with me and to, you know, something I do often revisit where I'm headed for this year in particular. I have had more time to make my art this year. And that, honestly, I didn't realize how much not making time for it, not prioritizing it. Rather, it's It's been a choice. It's not something I'm saying I didn't have time for. I made a choice to make it less of a priority in the last couple of years. And I didn't realize how much 
of an effect that was having on my overall spirit and well-being. So I've been having a lot of fun releasing art into the world and sharing it with you. And thank you so much for collecting it. Thank you for your orders. Thank you for your kind messages and following along with my videos over on Instagram and my emails. Uh, It's just, it's reminding me of what it was like when I first started out as an artist with Creative Thursday and just the joy that is simply a part of this process. It's, it's the best. It's really the best. There's, I say it, I say it often. If you haven't heard me say it before, you know, to me, there's really nothing better than creating something you love, sharing it with others. And then on top of it, having them love it so much that they're, they're not only tell you that, but that they're willing to invest in it. And in the case of your art, you know, purchase it, bring it into your home. It's it's just the best. I, I know that's kind of a simplified way of describing it, but gosh, I love it so much. And I'm just already satisfied with making the art and then having had the opportunity to turn this into a business has just been incredible. And it's been really nice for me to feel reconnected to that, especially because I'm mentoring you on that same journey. And I've been doing a lot of testing, experimenting rather uh, behind the scenes with my art that I can't wait to share with you um, here on the podcast and also specifically in the Expansive Artists. I have a lot of insight to report back. So I'm I'm reconnecting to my art for for my spirit, my well-being, my creative muse, fulfilling my creative muse, and also to experiment and try things and be able to specifically teach what I am learning about reconnecting to this part of my business at this time, right? Because it's always changing. It's always changing. It's quite something. So look forward to more insight on that as I gather my, as I gather my data, I'm collecting way more data now. Did I tell you that? I'm becoming a data head. Uh, Not only do I like spreadsheets, but I also, yeah, no, I really like spreadsheets. I love planning, as you know, because I've been geeking out about that for a couple of years And I have been spending a lot of time reorganizing and organizing, digital organizing, and it's just giving me so much clarity about where I'm headed next. And it's freeing up all this space in my mind and on my hard drive, which is great. And it's really helping me to build what am I to really build and create more specific offerings for you which leads me into the topic for today and I just wanted to say thank you though before we dive into that topic I just wanted to say thank you for reaching out because it means 
a lot. I know you're listening and you may not be someone who reaches out. You may not have had time. I understand. I am often feeling like I'm in that place, but sending all this good energy to the podcast, a host I'm listening to, or the educator that I'm thinking, wow, I'm so grateful for this. But I do try to remember being on the other side of that, what a difference it makes when you take time to leave a note, because I'll just give you a hint behind the scenes. You think that a lot of people are messaging or communicating. I often do, but you realize not that many people end up taking the time to reach out, even when you have thousands of followers. And certainly if you have hundreds of thousands, that might look a little bit different, but it always surprises me how few it is, like the small percentage of people who actually take the time to comment or leave you a message. And that has just become, you know, the state of the internet because there is so much going on and we all understand that. So please know, I appreciate you you're tuning into the podcast and please also know that I extra appreciate you who took the time to send me a note about my questions around where we'd like the podcast to go. If you didn't listen to the episode, I invite you to tune in to episode 301 and I welcome your thoughts as well, because as I shared, I don't have a clear answer yet, but I'm still here podcasting. I think at the moment, I'm just allowing some space and time when I need it as I reintroduce the practice of almost daily creating into my life and my business. So today I wanted to share with you, I don't know if you do that practice of choosing a word for the year. A lot of people do. And for the longest time, I would be very mm, skeptical, <laughs> judgmental. I was like a word for the year. God. Look, if you don't know, I am someone that really, I like to zag when everyone else zigs. Typically what everyone likes is not what I like. That's even my art. Honestly, that's my art. Most of the time, my favorite pieces are not your favorite pieces. It's the funniest thing. Uh, a lot of times I just am a little ahead of, of time, even in my own creative process or color palette, or it's just so interesting. I've seen it happen this way for years. And I just am not someone who likes to get on the bandwagon. It takes a lot for me to, to acquiesce and say, okay, all right, I like it too. I like that show too, whatever it is. Whatever is the most popular thing or meme, I'm, I'm typically not a part of that. Not good or bad, just how it is at the moment. And so I resisted the concept of a word and yet in the past couple of years, I've chosen one. I don't know if I've always publicly, I don't know if I've gone on record with the word, but I wanted to share this one with you because it comes from all of the intention and work that I've put into growing to this level of business, to this level of maturity. The wisdom that comes from 
being 50. I'm 50 years old. Thank you for the birthday wishes as well. By the way, that was super fun. And it comes from, you know, a desire for more clarity. And I share, I will share this with you to say that what I teach, um, what many of you have been through the challenges I've taught, if you're in the expansive artist, if you're in artful selling, especially, I just want to share that what I teach, I do. And if you stick with it, it really makes a huge difference in how you feel from day to day. So my word is specific. And when I first thought of that, I thought, gosh, that just doesn't feel very inspiring, does it? Like a word should be dream and prosperous or peace or, you know, one of those more um, romantic words or flowery words, the ones that conjure a beautiful imagery, but specific, you're like, what? (laughs) At least that's what I would say. I'd be like, what are you talking about, Marisa? What do you mean specific? So I just wanted to share it with you that. I wouldn't even be able to choose this word specific if it wasn't for getting the clarity that's taken me the last three years to get, which I just want to also put a quick note, give yourself time. I'm just going to go on record and say, give yourself about three years with many new directions that you go on three years to develop yourself as an artist three which of course will never end I'm just saying to get yourself going up to three years to get your business going getting your clarity if you are in a regular practice of planning everything is about consistency okay everything is about consistency It doesn't happen in three years and certainly can happen less time. I'm just saying, give yourself a nice buffer there because that's what I've noticed is on average what happens if you're showing up consistently. You have to extend that time if you're just dipping your toe in and dipping your toe out on any of these practices, your art, your planning, your business building. It has to be consistent. So the clarity has come, the word has come from the clarity that is a natural byproduct of everything I've been teaching, talking about doing over the past three years specifically. And so I wanted to share with you four areas where I see this word applying and why it applies to why I've chosen it as my word for the year. So one is connected to my art and it's specific about prioritizing and setting aside what time for my art. What I've noticed where a lot of this inspiration behind this word is coming from is how we are on information overload. Okay, yes, check. And a lot of information is very vague. And I noticed that a lot of how I communicate is also vague. And that's simply a byproduct of a 
what I've come up in, in this space. And also I think a byproduct of being human, it takes that extra bit of effort to go into the specifics about what it is that you're trying to communicate. And when it comes to my art, it's like, here's an example of being vague. We can say, yep, I'm going to make more time for my art this year, but we don't put it on our calendar. We don't pick specific times. We don't actually make what you would call an appointment with ourselves. And what I've noticed is today I painted first. It's really nice. And I did my weekly planning, had my plan the night before. So I did my weekly planning. If you've gone through the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge with me, you know about the tonight list, had my plan for the next day. And I had on there that art was coming first. I knew that. I didn't have to think about it. I knew the window of time that I wanted to create in, and I created efficiently within that window of time because I had set aside that time mentally and on a calendar. So being specific, not only about prioritizing it, but really adding it to my calendar. Number two on my specificity, (laughs) uh, my motivation for specificity or weaving it into my life and business is educating. So I just mentioned vague concepts. Not only uh, as a mentor, do I want to get better about my teaching and having more specifics in what I teach, also creating more implementation, time, tools, anything that will help you with specifics. Because don't you want to just know checklists, don't you? And if there's any sub checklists under the specific task, it would be great, right? And not everything has a checklist, but that just gives you a visual And by everything, this is why I'm taking, I'm slowing down with the podcast, slowing down with my communication because I hear in my own language, not everything, meaning not every task, every next step within, I'm speaking specifically about building a creative business, helping artists sell their work online right now. That's primarily what I teach and and coach and mentor. I'm talking about, you know, not everything is going to have a checklist, but a lot of things do have a checklist. And so how can I, as a mentor, include more of those specifics into the trainings I offer, into the calls that we have, into the instruction I give or the comments that I give? And on top of that, you're going to notice I will ask you a lot more questions Because many times we are being given guidance that has none of our specificity attached to it, which is why I get so passionate about artful selling and the opportunity to coach with you during that program. Or if you are group coaching with me, because I can give you much more efficient guidance, suggestions, if I can ask you questions and I can get specific 
I can get specific details about where you're at in your business. There's a lot of assumptions being made. There's a lot of vague concepts that we talk about. It's not that that overarching concepts aren't important. That's where we start. But because there's so much of that, it challenges us as educators to go deeper than that and not just be giving you, you know, that feeling of, you're like, ah, I get what you're saying, but how do I do that? And I I think part of this also comes on the flip side of education. I have been thousands of hours deep in learning also for the past three years. Thousands of dollars, thousands of hours working with a number of mentors. And I have reached a place in my education journey where it's all about specifics for me. I don't need to listen to any more vague concepts. I want to work with mentors that I can speak to, as I've shared with you, that I can get specific answers on that who also will know enough specifics about my business that I can trust the guidance that they're giving me because sometimes it's frustrating if someone doesn't fully understand what your experience is, where you're at in your business and some of the history and some of the backstory that's brought you there because we can just be giving guidance based upon what we think everyone, right? In broad strokes could be doing. But it's really helpful if we can have specifics. And and no, you cannot get access to that in every education environment. It's not possible when it's thousands deep. Um, It's not possible when you don't have a little bit of time on calls and specific to coaching calls has been my experience. However, the in the rooms with thousands deep, and that's all okay. I'm not I'm not um, against any of that. Please don't misunderstand. There's no judgment there. They're just different learning experiences. But a lot of times you're going to get better answers even in those environments if you offer more specifics. You know, not saying something like, I've tried marketing. Okay, this is going to be a really broad example, but I've tried marketing my art. It's not working. I'm not making sales. Okay, I that can't help me at all. What have you tried? How how often, how consistent have you been with your trying? Where have you tried? In what format? What kind of art have you been sharing? Um, what sales have you made? Like we're talking the metrics, the data. Because what you'll come to realize is when you ask more specificity of yourself, and your mentors ask more specificity, you'll realize that you've been talking about your own business, your own art business in broad strokes. When you really get down to actual facts around what it is that you're just making statements around, many times you'll realize that you're not actually accurate. You're making statements to bring up a feeling because you're feeling discouraged in the moment. Very often that's the case, right? Because in education, we're hoping to get help with our challenges. And certainly we are always celebrating wins in the expansive artists. That's such an important part of what we do. But you're getting, you're reaching out for help to get help. And so it's important that you don't bring on, bring, wear a set of glasses uh, to this process with blanket statements without any facts to back them up. 
Because what you realize is that, oh, actually you've done better than you thought you did. This is why bookkeeping is so important. On a side note, some of us here in the States are getting ready to file our taxes. And, you know, when I, I had one impression of last year and I did better than I thought I did because a lot of last year felt challenging on so many levels. I was a bit in the weeds. I was wearing the wrong set of glasses from which to make the next set of decisions. And so being able to remove yourself, I find that specificity also means that you are eliminating some of the emotion attached to perception. So much of our emotion is based upon how we are interpreting what's happening in front of us. And are those interpretations based on specific facts? And are we either, are well, are we offering those specifics to the mentors who are helping us? And as an educator, as best I can, depending upon the learning environment, right? Some are higher touch learning environments, more personalized, and some are less. But depending upon the learning environment, am I offering enough specificity for uh, the clients that I help and I support? So we talked about art. We talked about education. Now we're going to talk about communication, which is similar to it's it dovetails with what I've just shared around education. Being better with specifics about how I'm feeling in personal relationships. If you end up engaging with me and, you know, sharing your feelings or making any blanket statements about how I might be behaving, uh, your impressions of how I'm behaving towards you, or just conversation in general, I will likely ask for a lot of specifics. I don't appreciate if people make assumptions about what I believe, feel, how I'm behaving based upon how they perceive my behaviors. And I will ask a lot of questions just in the way that I would if I was working with someone. You know, I have this saying, I can't remember where it came from, but a lot of times I, I joke with people, but not. I'll be like, where do you get your facts? Because people just make so many statements that you're like, do you really have facts or experience to back this up? What are the specifics? And so in personal relationships and really all, there is this uh, desire to communicate more effectively. And that comes from me also. Meaning if I'm communicating about sorting something out in my relationship or in a friendship or a family relationship or team member, that I am specific about my experience, feelings, and similar, you know, doing that from an objective place, not from an emotion-filled place. It's very different when you come at it with specificity it's going to be when, if it's a more heated situation, it's going to, or feels emotional, that's going to be quieted because intuition is calm. You know, a lot of heated emotion, or as Sean and I like to call it chicken flapping and drama, that is not coming from your intuition. That is coming from fear very often. And we don't, ideally want to be communicating from that place. 
So it's being really specific about when I choose to communicate and then when I do the state I'm in when I'm communicating, when I do communicate, how specific can I be around what my needs are, what my perception is, uh, you know, and then allowing room and, and space, of course, for the person I'm engaging with to offer their thoughts back to me and really listening to that with uh, a specific intention to to listen, not to be defensive or argue, right? Uh, it's so easy to do when we're feeling heated about a feeling emotion about so many things. But this is where practice, um, a journey around healing, uh, intention for more maturity, and just a general... Um, exhaustion with a lot of drama and being a sensitive person, I've certainly reacted a lot in my life to drama. And uh, it's, it's taken a practice to move through that and away from that. And I find that again, this concept of specificity is really helpful. And I also wanna give better instructions for our team a lot of times we give instructions to someone when you start working with a team, especially if you're not working in person, you may be working virtually because in person you can have a lot of more, you know, verbal shorthand or someone might just see what you're doing. But when you're working virtually, you have to be very specific with your instructions with your communication. And that's where I really started to notice, wow, like I'm saying words like they, it, this, what, what is it? What is this? I mean, this is where the concept of making a checklist, which we do now as part of our SOP, finally, I remember what that is, standard operating procedure. It sounds so boring <laughs> and yet it is so important to your business, we have standard operating procedures that we are building and they have a lot of specificity and we are going back and forth on, on these lists that we are making because it is, you know, we, we are remembering whoever is on your team with you will remember different specifics than you will. It's, it's such a fascinating thing. When you become aware of this, you realize how vague you may have been. And some of it's just, it's like lazy communication. And it takes practice to be specific. So like I said, if you've noticed that I have slowed down on the podcast, um, certainly wherever you're listening, you can speed me up. I think I li can listen to me as fast as two times if I really re-listen to something I've taught. <laughs> And so there you go. Just a little tip for you if you want to listen and not take as much time. But it's because I want to be very specific about the words, the concepts that I'm sharing and using. And, and no, I don't sit down and write an entire podcast episode. I prefer to have points that I refer to. It's my it's my preferred form of communication. It feels the most efficient, effective, and still allows some room for spontaneity because there is a lot of intuition that comes in when I sit down to record. There's a lot of intuition and insight that comes that if I wrote everything out word for word and stuck to a script, it wouldn't give it any room for that. So I hope you enjoy 
that element of listening to this podcast. I know I do when I'm listening to my favorite podcasters. So three, communication. Oh, lastly on the communication is also in my marketing message, making sure that when I'm inviting you to join me for the expansive artists for artful selling, um, did I tell you we have the expansive artists know about it first, uh, next week, stay tuned. We are opening up the invitation to come and join us for an in-person workshop in Los Angeles that's happening in June. And just a quick heads up. And when I'm inviting you to an event or hopefully a retreat next year that I'm specific about my communications in, in the marketing attached to those invitations so you know if this is right for you, <laughs> you know if I'm the right mentor, teacher, uh, you know, creative mentor. So excited I'm going to be teaching creatively again for you. Just that simple. If our values align, if you feel that the community you're, you're stepping into and becoming a part of feels aligned with you, it's just so important. So how can I offer more specifics around also what I offer? You know, what's in the expansive artist? What is artful selling? What is the Red Dot Society? How are all three of those different? And uh, the daily painting method, which is a standalone uh class. You can get it right now at dailypaintingmethod.com. Yes. How is, how is everything that I offer different? How is it also connected? Because it's not that these are all separate offerings. They're all intended to help you thrive as an artist, truly, and have time for your art and be profitable as an artist and build a business either part-time or full-time that brings in the income and the revenue that you want to continue making your art. So it's pretty straightforward. And yet there are nuances to everything I share. And there are specific people I feel that it's right for, specific artists. And I want to help you to have that clarity as well. So that when you say yes, you feel, um, maybe you feel nervous. That's okay. Maybe you feel like you're stretching a little if it's an investment, but you do feel that you're excited. And so I always want to get better at communicating that with more specificity. And lastly, are around what I would call goals or, you know, what it is that I want to manifest in my life. And that starts with clarifying my vision, as I shared at the opening, something I do often, I revisit just like I teach in the profitable artist plan and we talk about it in artful selling is to really refine that and it's not just specifics around what I want to manifest you know a lot of times you'll say I want to travel more as an example but you won't say where when, like what time of year, where do you want to stay? Do you want to stay in an Airbnb? Do you want to stay in a hotel? Do you want to visit friends? What do you want to do there? Not only those specifics, but also how I want to feel as the, the feelings and the identity associated with the person for whom those dreams have already come to life. 
And if you're a little bit confused by that, this is part of the concept that we go into deeper inside of artful selling, but you may have heard of this concept of be, do, have, and how important it is to begin being the person who already has what you want. Begin adopting that identity. And it's a really fascinating concept. If you haven't felt like you're successful at achieving what you want, that may be a piece of it. And uh, certainly when you start talking about the identity of, let's say, a successful, thriving artist who's consistent in their art sales, you want to begin adopting the habits of that person, of that identity, what you look up to, right? What you aspire to be, you want to begin adopting those habits now, not waiting. In life, we wait to achieve our goals, to uh, give ourselves the feeling. We can have the feeling now. And you'll know what that is that you want when you give some thought to, oh, well, what do I think getting this is going to give me? How is it going to make me feel How can I get more of that now? So I'm not always moving the carrot. How can I find more satisfaction? And by moving the carrot, I mean, you know, that metaphor, right? I think it's with a horse, (laughs) me and my mixing up the metaphors. So the horse in your, or was it a donkey pulling a, a cart, a carriage? And you're just always moving the carrot out in front of them. There's a carrot and they just can never reach it. They just keep going for the carrot. And, you know, it's exhausting. (laughs) I think that could be equated to the hamster wheel. You want to find satisfaction in what you accomplish and you want to find satisfaction and joy and appreciation for the journey along the way. So I've just realized that in my own, you know, mental quick checklist of what I want to manifest, what I want to accomplish, I'm not specific. I wasn't. I am now. That's why I also, when I work with my artists, we talk about your revenue goals. Saying that you want to make a living with your art, it's not enough. It's a start. It's not going to help you move the needle there. And certainly, you know, we can't forget about on this journey knowing why. And that's a lot of times the why is associated to the feeling you think it's going to give you. And just, and really give yourself time for that. You know, allow yourself also to have some superficial attachment, like to recognize, oh, I want this because I want recognition for what I do, or I want to feel seen. And, and just keep going deeper with what comes up for you when you invite more specificity into that process. You don't have to share it with anyone and and don't judge what comes through. Just get honest with yourself about why it is that you want what you want. Because sometimes you may say you want something you don't actually. That's pretty liberating too. But you don't know that if you don't involve specificity. And the cool thing about specificity is it adds momentum to the clarity that got you here in the first place. So Once you get more specific, you just keep getting clarity. And that it's that level of clarity that is going to give you that clear direction of what to focus on next. And the confidence to accomplish it. And it's going to deepen 
communication and connection with everyone you care about from your collectors, clients, your team, your your personal life, your partners, friends, family. It's pretty great. So this is why I chose specificity for my word this year. And I'll let you know how it goes when we wrap up 2023. But so far, so good. So thank you again for your heartfelt messages. Thank you for encouraging me to keep the podcast going. No one wrote to me and said, end it. (laughs) Um, So that's always good. Everybody wanted me to keep it going. And I appreciate the kind reviews that you have left. And so let's see where this podcast takes us. And as always, I thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned next week. If you want to come and do an in-person creative uh, painting and designing, I'm going to leave a little uh, element of surprise there, painting and designing workshop. It's a collaboration I'm doing with a dear friend of mine that we're hosting here in Los Angeles. If that sounds appealing to you, uh, stay connected via email uh, by signing up at creativethursday.com and uh, via the podcast as well, social media. Everything goes to my email friends first. And for you who are in the expansive artists, one of the perks that you get very often, you get special offers where you get a special price to attend an event and you also are always invited first as a thank you for investing in our community for investing in me in this business and our our mission and vision for the business which i am refining and will share with you soon our refined vision and mission and I just want to say thank you. So so you get first access. And so if you're listening now, be sure that you've checked your emails. If you have any questions about the event, it will be limited. And so we're releasing it now in June so that we can give you time if you choose to fly out and travel for this event. So it will be in June. I will also be putting together options for where you might be able to stay. Recommendations, I mean, if you do choose to travel. And I'm really, really excited about this. Oh my goodness. To get together in person and make art. Are you kidding me? Never before have I had so much appreciation for, for that than after these past couple of years. So until next time, thanks so much for listening. Happy creating, and we'll talk soon. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops 
And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art, all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.